I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I just am now realizing my voice sounds really deep right now because I'm tired. We just went on a trip to California, and uh, to put it nicely, I went to Disneyland for one day. That was enough, and the next day I took a four-hour nap, and I haven't taken a nap over 20 minutes, I don't think, in 10 years, so that's how much Disneyland worked me over. This morning, we have Shauna here with us. Again, I'm so happy to have her here. And she's going to have some great insights on today because what we're going to talk about is something I've never experienced with my own kids because they're not old enough yet for the answer to this question. But I actually have with other people's kids just because that's what I do for work. But Shauna, what we're going to talk about today is how to make sure that play, P-L-A-Y, is still a part of our interactions with our young adult and adolescent kids. Now, this is fresh on my mind because we just went to Disneyland and my kids, um, they don't, I play with them because they're still small, you know, so we still wrestle, we'll still play catch and mm-hmm. things like that. But my older two kids, it was interesting, my 14-year-old and my 12-year-old, I had more play-like interactions with them over the last four days than I have in a long time. And that kind of opened my eyes to, oh man, I need to remember this with these two. You know, and I know because with my, I don't know if you did this with your oldest, but my oldest, I've been asked to help a lot now. Yeah. Right. Because they can. And so it's always, hey, come here, help with this, or please do this. It's rarely like, hey, do you want to go do this, you know, in some form of play. So anyways, as I shared this idea with you, um, your kids are older now. And what have you seen and what do you find about play and the role that it what does it look like as they get older, right? Because when they're small, it's easy. Like my little boy right now, he just wants to run his head into my legs and then wrestle, <laughs> right? And you know, when he's 20, one, I'm not going to be able to do that with him because he could just beat me up. But Yeah, it's so different. much easier when they're younger. Pull out the Legos or lay on the ground or chase. There's just, it's just yeah. instantaneous easiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what have you found with teenagers and young adults? What does play look like? What does it look like? Yeah. Yeah, and I think going along with that to be able to talk about do you do it, period, because yep. it's so, it's challenging to make sure it happens. It takes so much more. Well, I don't know that it has to take effort, just maybe being aware, like what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think it looks, I think being able to figure out what it is they like to do as well. So most, so many kids are in organized sports. Yeah. Does that count as play? Uh well, it does for them, but not with you. Yeah. <laughs> because I was right? like, I yeah. think that's so, and it's not bonding with you, yeah. you know? So that's not, because so many kids, that's uh, something that takes up a lot of their time. Yeah. And so I think play becomes an issue because it gets squoze, squeezed, <laughs> squeezed, <I think>. squeezed <laughs> out of the day because by the time they have school and then they have the sports and then they have all the other things, play is what often gets sacrificed. Yeah. And I think it's important to understand that play is unstructured. Yes. The kind of play we're talking about. Now you may make plans, right? Yes. But it's, it's less structured. It's uh, more creative, more organic. That's what we're talking about. Just kind of surprise. And you know, and I've learned too, play could even be, uh, let's go on a walk. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Let's go do something physical. Let's let's interact in a way differently than our normal routine. You know, as soon as I asked you, I realized our biggest roadblock is all our different forms of consumption. What keeps us from playing is as soon as everyone gets home and everyone's tired, it's straight to our devices. Yeah, because you think about if you have a Sunday afternoon, uh-huh. what do you want to do? It's so easy to go lay on the couch, Just turn on something. something. Yeah whatever it it takes a little more effort to say okay let's go play kickball or let's go for a walk or let's go for a bike ride you know one we love play a card game right or or even a card game like how hard is it you're still sitting on the floor or the table and it feels like oh that feels like effort (laughs) to play a game once everyone knows as soon as you start playing everybody's in like it's everything that happens is magical but it's that first uh getting to the i gotta actually walk over there pull out the cards and you even watch my adult kids. It's funny to watch them because five years ago, they w- their response, yes, let's play a game. Yeah. Now they've already kind of entered into the, uh, I don't know, the, the twilight phase of adulthood yeah. of, of uh, okay, I guess I'll play a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, I'm being exaggerating, but it does take a little bit of effort. I mean, in my family, we're a dirt bike family. So... Even taking out the motorbikes and zipping around the neighborhood or up in the hills is yeah. play, but even that feels like, uh. <laughs> so. It's going to take some effort. It's, you know, it's kind of like exercise, huh? Most people feel that way about exercise. The initial, yeah. like, oh, but then once you start doing it, you're. Which I will say there's different personalities. I watch because yeah. I'm one of five sisters, and then I watch the five of us, and I watch my mom. Different personalities have a, I don't know, a propensity. Mm-hmm. Play comes easier for them. Yeah. Let's do this. This is fun. Me and my husband, let's work. Every yeah. Saturday, let's work. Let's work. Getting stuff done sounds lots of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So it takes a lot more effort for me. So maybe for some of you, it's super easy to go get the, the card game or go whatever. And they may struggle doing work. That's true. Done. <laughs> well, that gets back to our triangle we talk about when it comes to our interactions with other people. Work, serve, play. So I'm glad you brought that up because play is with work and serve and depending on what we like to do based on our personality, that triangle can get very point heavy on one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Work, serve, or play. I know people that serve too much, like they don't work or play because they're just, it's all about serving someone else, serving someone. And that's, it's so good to serve others, but you got to have a balance when it comes to other. And this, and you think of, if you really want to help your kids, if you can move them from, I, I don't know how to word it other than this, but our culture, our society here in the United States has worships our comfort and our consumption. Like it is the end goal of all things now, sadly. Like that's all, every convenience, every technology that's created. And you think of all the billion dollar companies, they literally are, they, they've made us consumers. They've made convenience the you know, and ease and comfort, the whole purpose of their products. Those are the ones that we give the most money to. And that's counterintuitive to increasing our capacity and growth and joy and satisfaction and connection and all that. So what Shona said is a hundred percent true. It doesn't only, I don't know about you. It doesn't only feel like work sometimes to play. It's like, it feels like climbing a mountain to get over that. It feels like an impossible decision at times. Well, because the, the consumption, the comfort's so easy. So easy. It's it, everywhere. Yes. It's everywhere. We're surrounded by it. And, 
And it's part of our natural self to want that, to desire it. And we're addicted to it. We really are. It's an addiction. We, we want it all the time. So, anyways. And I think there's, especially as I watch my teenagers and my young adults, it's heavy. The world is heavy. All yeah. their responsibilities are heavy. And if we don't help them lighten and lighten things up, literally through play, through a little yeah. bit of laughter, through, hey, okay, it's... You know, we might be super stressed here because they just take a break. It's easier to see with my younger than it was with my older, just because I'm older and I have more experience in in life and realizing, okay, so it's easier to help her see. Does this have to be so heavy? Because the when it's, when you think of the word playful, it's light, it's yeah. an upward movement. Yeah, you know, so helping them see how to make things lighter. You know, and I'm thinking, I love this topic because I have an early childhood minor and I, you know, so I really am passionate about that age group yeah. and they know how to play. Nobody has to teach them how to play, but play is how they process through the world. That is how they work out their problems. That is how they're going to work out. Hey, I saw, you know, this thing over here. I saw mom cooking dinner. Or I saw mom. I'm, I can't even think of any good examples right now, but they're that if they have an interaction that isn't good, it's going to come out and they can work it out through play. play. Maybe it's a puzzle and maybe it's coloring. Maybe it's running around crazy, which also then hits on the other piece. Why I love this topic so much is because, you know, moving emotions through and processing through is such a critical part of our mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And Kids naturally know how to deal with this, and that is through play. That is through movement. I'm going to run. I'm upset. I'm going to run across the field at the school, yeah. and I'm waving my hands everywhere, and I'm yelling. They're just more uninhibited that way, but they are actually so much healthier than us as adults because what do we do when we're sad? I'm going to go check out and consume, yep. and <laughs> I'm not processing anything through, but they are able to move and breathe and play and dance and do all of the things, and you think of... It's more common now, but it was unheard of to have a kid with depression and anxiety yeah. because they were moving. They were yeah. playing, you know. Yeah, we get it out. And now it's becoming common at very, very young ages. Yeah. Well, I think today that was, I think today's goal, honestly, and I, this is, I, I want you to wrap up with any other thoughts you have around this. But I think the big thing today is the invitation today is think of ways that you as a parent can invite your kids to play. and. The chances they'll do it go up exponentially if you're involved. Now, young adult parents and adolescent parents be like, no, my kid doesn't want anything to do with me. No, if you pick the right thing and you're doing it, it your kid's more likely to do it also. And we think it has to be, because even when you first asked me the question, I was yeah. like, oh, when's the last time we went to the lake? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Something which big. does, yeah. it does, it is, it's, it's hard to not play and be in play mode when you're at the lake or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? But it doesn't have to be something big. My daughter loves it. If I will just say, hey, do you want to go get shaved ice? And we go over to the the city park and put our feet in the little creek there and talk on our little chairs to that. That is playful yeah. to her. Even asking yourself the question, how can I make this more fun? It's getting your frame of mind right and be willing to let go of getting stuff. What it Maybe for some of you, it's getting stuff done. Maybe for some of you, it's... Um, it's just going to be different for different people. Yeah. Um, and that's a, you're not going to naturally feel it. Like I, the last day we were in California on our trip, the whole time I'm thinking about all the stuff I needed to get done at work. Yeah. So it was really hard to be present. I was mm -hmm. present, but it was all by choice, not by feeling. Yes. I had to choose it all day long. I had to choose it a hundred times. 
And every time I chose it, 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 it didn't mean I felt it, but I chose it over and over and over. And I, I think it made me, I know it made me more present for that last day where I could have just been in a really bad mood. Yeah. And I think another thing to be careful of, I think this is moms, uh, at least the moms in my life and myself have more of a, a desire, an urge to do this. But when you're with your teenager, adult kid, you kind of put this expectation of, okay, we're going to be together and we're going to bond and I'm all going to base it on how much he opens up to me. Yeah. How much does she talk to me? Then I can evaluate how successful it was. And I think we miss the mark instead of when we just play with them and like you're saying, be present with them. Yeah. The conversation is going to naturally happen and, and understanding that not every kid's going to talk, but I think just being aware of our expectation of, Ooh, we're going to go spend quality time together or we're going to play or whatever. And, and hoping, okay, maybe now they'll, they'll open up to me and like looking for those results. Yeah. And I would say this too, especially with your sons, they, they can tell when you're just doing that so that, that you'll open up to them and then they'll shut down more. Mm-hmm. You need to go into the playtime and the fun time with zero expectations of them opening up their deep, dark secrets or sharing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> no, we're just doing this. Yes. And then after the fact, he'll be like, Hey, that was good. You know, like that Which, was good. Yes. And if you look at the difference between men and women, women want to talk. They want to, most women, yeah. you know, I'm not, but they want to, they connect through the words and how much conversation we're sharing. And guys, like a father and a son can drive down the road in complete silence and yep. be, and they're bonding. Play they're catch, good. play catch without saying a word. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All that. So I think there's just kind of being aware of what your tendency is to be like. My husband is incredible at, uh, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. It was when my boy started to transition into high school and he realized, you know what? I am going to look. They've done what I want to do all this time. Yeah. Baseball, different things. What if I just actually took what they were interested in and learned how to do it? And I totally admire my husband for this, but he'd never been on a dirt bike. He crashed multiple times, but he figured out how to ride a dirt bike so we yeah. could go ride dirt biking with him. They wanted to play hockey. He'd never ice skated. Now they love it and they go play the adult men's league and it is the most bonding thing. Yeah. You know, then I could go on with some other examples, but look, being willing to look at what is interesting to them. And because there, there are parents that this is what I'm interested in. So that's what we're going to go yeah. do. Anyway, Absolutely. I had a lot to say on this, com- that's on a this great, conversation. No, that's great. That's a great insight. Now I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder with my daughters, which my little pony am I going to start playing with? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because it, yeah. it most likely you're going to have kids that have interests that you don't even know anything about and it's going to push you outside of your comfort zone because yeah. it's going to come with, oh, my kid likes, it's all they want to do is Legos or all they want to do is, you know, I, I'm, we didn't even go into the video game thing because, but that's for some people that's play. Yeah. Um, well, that's my oldest is video games. Yeah. So. We did step into that. You know what I noticed? We stepped into that enough. She felt heard. Mm. And it's interesting how that has just, she's been able to set it aside because it wasn't, it was allowed. We were with her in it, but then we invited her to do some of this other stuff with her. And as she's gotten older, she's kind of grown out of it. Still likes to do it, but now now she's reading. Like now she reads books instead. So, mm. oh, well, great thoughts around this. I, I think this is something that'll be very valuable to all of us is to remember this, to have um, one, I don't know if you have a family like ours, here's a final thought that I have on this. So my family and all my wife's family were very active athletically. 
Like I played three sports. All my brothers and I played three sports in high school. My sister danced and played softball. My wife's family all played multiple sports, all of them. What happens is when you're an athlete and then you start having babies, your bodies, men and women, like all of it, we just quit being active. And one of the things I just realized recently is we were so used to such a high level of play. Like we didn't just play. We were, I mean, in our family members, there's all state athletes, there's all region athletes, there's college athletes. We played on a super high level and you can't, you can't copy that when you're older. There's nothing to duplicate that. So one of the problems is you're like, it's not even worth doing because you were used to such a high level of it that doing it on a lower level is actually really, really hard. And it reminds you what you can't do anymore. <laughs> and so both our families kind of went docile for five, 10 years where we just didn't do anything physical because it was such a drop for us. And in play was way more to us than just play. It was, I mean, literally I have siblings that paid for their schooling. You know, we have parents. I mean, anyways, we, so just be aware of that, that you can find new things. That's what we did. We found different things we didn't do. The other thing is we, a lot of us have injuries from the sports we played. Most of us have bad backs now because of the sports we played. So we've had to be creative on the things that we do with our kids that are just different. And so if you're a family that's super athletic, it's actually really difficult to, play and do physical thing with your kids unless you get creative and just let go well, yeah because i think it brings in a lot of other there's oh, a lot of worth stuff there as an athlete there's so the much things. stuff but you in. and this will be i have one final note too is how can you be more if you yourself become more playful throughout yeah. the day throughout different things because as a teenager i think back on it's just more naturally easy to make things more playful throughout yeah. the day. Everything was lighter. Everything yeah. was. And so thinking for you, you guys go play. Don't you play your softball together now? You're yeah, we do co-ed <laughs> softball, which has been really great. Yeah. yeah. So I think bringing play into your own life, because again, your kids are going to leave. Yeah. You don't play just for them. You play for you. Yeah. Your spirit needs it. Your everything that your body needs it. It doesn't have to be. Like Cade's family is so sports oriented, so that might be for them. Other people, it's going to be other things. But like hiking, yeah. Yes. yes, yes. So I think just getting and figuring out how, or asking yourself, how much do I even play? And thinking of how you can bring some more lightness. And that's why I love the question for myself that was is really helpful for me, is how can I make this more playful? How can I make this more fun? And in really simple ways. That's good. Well, great thoughts today. Appreciate it. Thanks for everything you did. Yeah. So just to wrap things up, we want to hear from you. We want to know what's on your mind. We want to know what questions you want answered because we know that there's lots on your mind. So check out the description to get a hold of us to be able to ask any of those questions or share feedback. Uh, a way to help us get the podcast to other people is to rate and review it and just share. Share it with people that you think could use it. Thank you.